Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor, yep. Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mister Mister Ben Errington. Is what? Tell me what the hell is what's going on with your playful tone? I don't know. Welcome to the moods. Horror Hangout, guys. I'm in one of those moods. I've watched. Uh, I feel like I've had Risky. a good horror, good horror week. Um, I've seen a cool, oh, yeah. some cool stuff. Yeah, I would like to talk about at some point today. Well, don't go jumping in. Don't go jumping in before. Don't go okay. mixing up the order of the podcast. God. Okay, well, news then. Uh, you feeling? You feeling oh. good? You feeling fresh? Though, yeah, you feeling fresh, revitalized, happy, horrid, co- coursing through your veins. It's something horrible coursing through my veins for sure. What is it? Blood. Poison. Blood. <laughs> I'm full of blood. Oh, blood isn't it? He's full oh, of bloody God. blood. I'm reading <laughs> yeah. I'm reading um Dune at the Dune at the moment and they refer to blood as the body's water. That makes sense. Practically. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, but every time they they say it I think wee wee. <laughs> that is what is the four humours, isn't there? Blood, yep. snot, laughter. What is your <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you just get blood, snot, and wee wee, and the semen. <laughs> Maybe that's another wee-wee. one. I don't know. Why is laughter one of them? It's not. It's just the humour, isn't it? Oh. Just because it's humorous oh, to you. say that. Oh, I got you. I got you. You're one step ahead of me. Horror news <laughs> of the week. You know what? Pretty light on horror news. I did a lot of looking about, and uh, oh, I've, I've got a big one. Hell. I've got a big one, and I've got some news. Got it. I um. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I yep. turned I turned thirty two last week. This isn't a horror news, but guess what? Turned thirty. So two years younger than me. This is exactly the thing I've got. This is the first story I've got up ready for ready I for us. First of all, yeah. First of all, happy okay. birthday to Luke Condor. I don't think we discussed it on the show last week, did we? No. I think we we did the podcast the day before your birthday, and I did that thing where I went, oh, I forgot to wish you happy birthday. 
<laughs> if you think the bad. website bloody, bloody disgusting is like it should be spelled like uh, disgust like they've discussed it bloody disgusting <laughs> <laughs> I, like I that mean, would be a good pun yeah, for a website, a news website. It's, like it's, a kind of a, it's a confusing pun. Yeah. So what turned 30, <laughs> Luke? What turned 30? Uh, Nightbreed. Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Yeah. Which, um, I think there's like three cuts of it now, maybe four cuts of it. Uh, everyone is apparently the director's cut or the best cut. So I don't know which one you're supposed to watch anymore. Uh, it's a bit of a Blade Runner situation. Nightbreed is, you know, I'm a big Clive Barker fan. Clive Barker's my boy. Um, and Nightbreed was another one that he directed. It was kind of, I think, supposed to launch him into um, the bigger direct film directing game, but I think it was a big dud. Big poo-poo dud dud. Uh, uh. David Cronenberg's in it as a, like a masked killer, buttonized guy. Um, yep. Interestingly, the novella, um, there's something slightly supernatural about that, that killer, but that doesn't really get discussed in the film um but uh, it's um yeah yeah uh it's um <laughs> Kabbalic. it's good it's a good film i like it i think we should do it on the show yeah definitely i'm game for that let's add it to the list of near future yeah so we've we've already kind of planned out what we're going to do next week so the week after let's do nightbreed celebrate 30 years is there any have we ever done any yeah we've done Honey Pot Monster. What? <laughs> the Bee Man. The Bees. Big Bee Man. Oh, Wicker Man. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? The Bee Man with a hook. The... Candy Man. Yeah. <laughs> the Candy Man. Can't remember That's his the... name. It's yeah. because it's because as Andy Conduit Turner always says, the Candy Man. Yeah. Uh... The Bee Man. Wicker Man. <laughs> uh, and we've done Hellraisers, and that's it, I guess. So yeah, this one would be good to do. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's uh, let's do it. Even we might re- not remember. So, if you're listening now and you really want us to do a, a episode on Nightbreed, bother us on social media. Remind us that we got to do it. Yeah, I'll remember. Please. I'll remember. Please. Will you remember? I'll remember. Remember what? Anyway. <laughs> oh. Um, ooh. oh. Quick. <laughs> uh, have you got any other news? Uh, this isn't really news it's just something I'm going to discuss now so Jason Blum has teased that Halloween Kills is a very big movie the canvas is very large now I don't really know what that means so I thought I'd say I thought I'd put to you what do you think that means is it like a Michael Myers bigger TVs like an even bigger TV Uh, okay I got you they're just doing it on half size well (laughs) bigger TV this um, I think it maybe means more money that's probably what he means more money it stands to reason that the sequel will be bigger, crazier, and we can only hope even better. Is it going to be a, a Michael Myers goes to, I don't know, Disney World or something? Yeah. Do you, the problem is the title makes it sound like the killer is called Halloween. Oh, Halloween kills. Halloween's coming. Hall- Halloween I like kills. It. I bet there are a lot of people out, <coughs> a lot of people out there who probably do think that Michael right. Myers as the killer is Halloween, as the way some people think, oh, bloody hell, scream. I've been killed by scream. <laughs> as, in, as in the, the painting oh. he got killed by a scream <laughs> he got killed by a scream like people, loads of people talk, do talk they? Adam. <laughs> yeah they do idiots like, oh Halloween's Halloween's <laughs> out to kill you 
Yeah. To be fair, like I, I was trying to apply it to something else, but you can't really apply it Here to. Here comes the Candyman. Oh, that is what he's called. The Freddy and you can't really apply it to Freddy versus Jason because I almost feel like Freddy Krueger and Jason. Here comes Borges. Friday, the thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like they they as like characters are almost bigger than the title of their films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I feel like, well, I feel like Halloween, the Scream, the title of the films are bigger than. The characters. Elm Street. That even makes sense. What point am I even trying to make here? I don't, I don't know. They've outgrown this. The... Is a, well, this is the kind of thing I, I would yeah. think about in my head and not try and discuss in a podcast scenario. But here we are. Here we are. It's too late. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, um, what was the news article here? What were you saying? It's basically Jason Blum has just said Halloween that kills. Halloween okay. kills okay. Okay. is going to be bigger, <laughs> better, badder, and uncut. I don't know. There we go. Cool. Something else. So we got, we got a little, te- we got a little te- teaser trailer for Stranger Things Series 4. Kind of horror. Yeah, kind of horror. So obviously it's a bit of a spoiler if you were hoping to continue after Season 3 and be shocked during re- Revelations in Season 4. But the re- revelation is, to probably skip ahead if you don't want to know. Give him a couple of seconds. Hopper. Oh, go on. Hopper. I, I stopped for a is couple of seconds. People can't get Copper, yeah. who died, died at the end of season three, is alive and well, working on like working the chain gang in in Russia, digging some stuff, and he's got a shaved head, and yeah, so he's alive. So Start I think the life. scope, yeah, the scope of Stranger Things outside like is going to get bigger. They finally left uh, Hawkins. Is that what the sign's called? I want to say Hawkins Bazaar, but I think that's that shop. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Hawkins Bazaar, where you can buy like a bloody whoopee cushion and. Uh, <laughs> Those and like pins, those pins that you put on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they go sort of in your nose. Yeah. Oh, it feels weird. I like oh, it. Oh, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, I really enjoyed season three. I thought it was the best season yet. Obviously, I don't want it to keep going on forever and ever. It would be nice to have some sort of ending. But I'm excited for this. I'll mm. definitely watch it as soon as it's on. Yeah. 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 Well, I watch it. Yeah. Do um, oh. you? Did we talk about lock and key? Kind of feel like that's, you uh, talked about lock and key. Okay. You talked about lock and key last week, and oh, kind of good. put me off. Kind of put put me off giving it a go. So okay, okay, okay. Um, I don't know why I thought about that. I think Stranger Things has reminded me of it. Uh, any <laughs> any other news? Um, so you know, there's a Fantasy Island movie. Oh yeah. Apparently, it's been getting panned by critics. Currently, apparently, it's devoid of scares and it's dull and uninspired. But I was possibly going to go and watch that, but maybe I won't. Another Blumhouse. Movie. They just about They're that churning them out, aren't they? They're churning them out. out, aren't they? Um, Blumhouse. Yeah, is that our cinema? Is that the UK cinemas? I mean, I think it's going to be. Oh, I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. I'm sure it will be, but I don't know when. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I thought we'd mention, again, not necessarily horror related, but kind of cool for us to discuss, is the screen test for Robert Pattinson. It Robert Pattinson as Batman slash Bruce Wayne in Eerie Red Light shared by Matt Reeves this week. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, it looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you feel about the fact that is the low, the the bat symbol is allegedly made out of the gun that Joe Kill Joe Chill used to kill Batman's parents. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, right, that's <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty heavy metal, right? Well, I think they did it in the comics, didn't they? There's a, a comic where he, he puts like yeah, the, he melts, smelts it down t- into his logo. Yeah. Um, into his logo. 
I've made my I've made this gun into a corporate logo. It's gonna, gonna see it everywhere. Gonna see it on mugs. It is his logo, isn't it? It's his brand. It's my logo. I'm gonna sell a cereal to shape like it. He was so this, I mean, look, look at we were the cast of this yeah. is. I'm <laughs> Bloody hell! The cast the cast of this is looking good. Jeffrey Wright, Commissioner Gordon. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Andy Serkis oh, yeah. as Alfred, Colin yeah. Farrell as the Penguin, yeah, and also others. Who are they playing? They're uh, uh, anyone, anyone and everyone. Goons. Well, I'm excited yeah. for this. Love a bit of Batman. There we go. What have you been watching this week, Luke Condor with a K? So I watched. Uh, a, I sort of caught up with ones that you've seen as well. I saw Daniel isn't real. Which is uh, yep. like a horror drop dead Fred. I really quite liked it. It's weird. It's like, yeah. I mean, it, the, the 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 story architecture is pretty standard. It's kind of what you imagine would happen in this story, but it's done really quite well. And it's all like practical effects, I believe. The guy. Yep. Oh yeah, they're, it's they're made really all the more, well. all the freakier because due uh, to the fact that it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Who looks like yeah. a sort of a strange? He's got Arnold Schwarzenegger's the more psychotic side of his facial expressions, yeah. but not like less of the charm. So he's a bit more. I don't know. He looks really weird, kind of bizarre. Looks like he's been face. You look swapped. like Schwarzenegger. You know when someone you face do? swaps with with a celebrity on a photo, they face swapped yeah. him with a uh, with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's strange, but uh, yeah, the physical effects is one bit that I found really cool. Was was uh, the hypnosis bit where the there's like, yeah, that was good. I don't want to describe it, but I don't want to ruin it even. But there's a bit where he, the main character who has this imaginary friend is going on the hypnosis, uh, and the hypnotist uh, is trying to talk to the the the, the special friend, uh, the made-up friend. Uh, and then there's a bit, it's a really gruesome bit, and it's just it's just insane looking. Like the, the practical effects, crazy. It's cool. I really liked it, and I liked all of the art, the arty side of it that they shoved in there as well. It's really interesting. Yeah, it was um, a very, very well-made film. I wasn't sure what I was going to make of it, but yeah, glad I watched it. I liked it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a perfect film, but it's it's definitely worth watching. It kind oh, of re- oh, don't go that far, mate. No, don't go that far. The vibe of it reminds me a lot of um, uh, Channel Zero. It was very similar, sort mm, of RTO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Got you. What about you? What have you seen? Is that what you've seen? No, no, I've got, got some, some more. more. I've got some more, but I've, I've, We'll ping, we'll ping pong. Um, to be fair, I don't think I've seen. Okay, we'll ping pong. The lot. next one I saw. Ping pong. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, so I saw Bliss. Oh yeah. That sh- on Shudder, the um, Joe Bagos. No, he's cranked out two films this year. He cranked out Bliss and VFW, which looks pretty interesting. Ah, I've really watched that. Yeah, I've seen lots of yeah. that. So, yeah. So I think I'm going to watch that next. But Bliss was like, okay, let's let's talk about the positives because it's very well directed. It's a very stylish, grungy, gritty, neon-soaked, gore-soaked, practical effects, all really, really good. I enjoyed all of that stuff. However, okay. I found the, the I found the main character like just so so annoying like to the point where I was like I don't know if I can keep watching this because she's getting on my nerves um, she's just like unnecessarily abrasive like there's not much character other than the mm. fact that she kind of swears kind of swears a lot mm. and it just kind of got my nerves I just couldn't I feel, I, I feel like well 
poop it mouth. Wasn't swearing so much. It was just <laughs> your bloody poop mouth. I'll wash it out with soap. <laughs> yeah. Character in this film was insufferable. No, like that's, good. that's the thing. Like so much, it had so much going for it. It's you know what? So no one ever compliments someone. That every says, character you are really sufferable. You know that. <laughs> You're absolutely sufferable. I'll let you know that. <laughs> and put that on your Tinder bio. Sufferable. Um, yeah. And again, this is this is another scenario. And I feel worried about these sort of scenarios. We know what happened when I slated the latest Doom movie on yeah. Twitter. Joe Bagos is going to come get you. Well, Joe Bagos, he liked my tweet where I gave it two stars out of five. <sighs> Oh, that's, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why do you do this? Well, obviously, like, again, I don't tag people. This is the thing. I think, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think, I'm if I'm going to be critical of something... Why am I cringing? If, if I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna be critical of something in public, yeah. I purposely don't tag creators directly because I don't want them to think, like, I'm speaking to them directly. I'm telling Maybe. them that I don't like your film. It's I'm painful. not telling them I don't like their film. It's painful. I'm because telling. I have, I haven't seen it. I'm but, telling like. Go on, so go on. I'll let you finish. <laughs> I'm telling like I'm telling like film fans on Twitter and people who may or may mm. not follow me for some things I talk about films, yeah. which may be a handful of people. Who knows? That's who I'm talking to. Yeah. I'm not trying to talk to people like the Joe creator Bezos. of the film because I I understand everything that goes into making a movie and what a phenomenal achievement it is to make a feature length film. Mm-hmm. But I still reserve the right to be critical of something if I don't enjoy it. How do you feel about that? No, it's fine. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong. Uh, We've been some, doing a podcast about some, it for 120. Yeah, sometimes I feel like um, I can almost tell when there's a, a feeling of piling on on a film. At some point, I feel like there's no point in in uh, yeah. being critical of something. Well, it, like, well, it seems like this film is be has been fairly well received. Yeah, it's free, yeah. free. On Letterboxd, there's a lot of really positive... As I said, there's a lot of positive stuff going for it. Yeah. It was just the characters, the script, and the acting. Oh, dear. And, you know, if you haven't got... If those things aren't Pretty so good... Pretty much everything. Ev- everything, everything. It kind of ruins everything else. Yeah. And so, we yeah. we shall see. We shall see. I, wanna, I do want to watch VFW. Um, just because, you know, two two films in a year, that's pretty insane, right? It's out soon. 2019 release date. It must be out soon. I think I've seen lots of stuff knocking around. I think it's out. I think it was officially yeah. Uh, So there was that, Um, and other than that, I've watched Sonic the Hedgehog, which was pretty fun. Uh, Jim Carrey is dialing, is is really calling back to his 1990s kinetic, ridiculous, over the top performances in this, and it, it was fun. Like it didn't blow me out the bloody water, but it was good, and I had some really good end credits as well, um, which a really good throwback to the game. Okay, interesting. So look, look for so look forward to them, <coughs> uh, yeah. and I've continued to watch The Outsider on Sky Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Which I, I've noticed that by ping ponging, you ping pong to me, and I've just taken <laughs> free free swipes in the ball. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you do. You give me, you give me an inch, and I take a mile. Yeah. That's me. I'm sorry. Um, so I've been watching <laughs> The Outsider on episode seven now. Again, it's a short book, and it feels like they're making a lot of. I feel like it needs to get somewhere fast. It needs to get to its destination quicker. Mm-hmm. I feel like you get whole episodes which are just people kind of just chatting about something. Well, that's what happens in the book. Than, in the sec- as soon as that other character is introduced, the other main character, Holly, I think. Is a lot of talking and 
for like 200, 200 pages or so they're talking about nothing uh, and yeah, then it's but at the when, end when this really... when this takes like when this takes three episodes it's it's you know it's mm-hmm. difficult to to maintain your your uh, <laughs> interest Oh, what? My, see, I lost interest then, halfway through that sentence, which is, uh, yeah. just shows you what you're dealing with, right? It does, yeah. I've, I've, heard, enough, I've heard good things about it, uh, but uh, I've heard, like the book, it does... Yeah. I don't know, I've lost interest. Anyway. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it loses momentum. Okay, yeah, back yeah. to you. Uh, come to Daddy. Have you heard of this one? Do you know much about it? I have heard of this one, and it is... I'm queuing it up to my watch list. Okay. So it's um, Elijah Wood, who we we know, we all know and love and trust. Uh, he... But would he? Huh? <laughs> Elijah Wood, but would he? Of course he would. Uh, so he is. Um, he gets off a bus in the middle of, I guess it's like the Florida Keys sort of area. I don't know. It feels American, but they're in a sort of holiday place, sort of beach, a bit out of the way of anywhere. Um, and Elijah Wood gets off. He goes to this house in the middle of nowhere, and then he finds his dad. Um, and his, he, apparently his dad sent him a letter. He's not seen him since he was a baby or a baby who could think, so like two or three or whatever that age is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but the relationship's weird. So he got the letter from the dad to come and see him who's missed him and all this stuff he wants to reconnect. But when he gets there, the dad's really standoffish, doesn't seem to even want him or even like him in any way whatsoever. Um, and then I won't, spoil anything this isn't spoiling. this is kind of the setup um the dad tries to kill elijah wood and then from there things get well it's, i i got sold on on this because people were saying oh it's it's completely out there it's actually crazy it's not it's it it's black comedy black dark horror comedy i guess dark thriller comedy <laughs> yeah uh, it's not it's not bizarre in any shape or form but it's um uh it's all takes place in the real world. It's not fantastical anyway, but it is kind of in, kind of fun and quirky and, and wild. And it's also got Michael Smiley in it, uh, who's great in it. Ah. Um, yeah, it's really it's worth watching. It's a lot of fun. Uh, do you want me to ping it back to you or? Um, probably no point because I'm I'm completely no, no, out. I think I no just, pong. Okay, I'll we'll, scoff, we'll just ping it straight back. All. Heather's is on Amazon Prime. I've been meaning to watch this for a long time. Um, oh, I've never seen Heather's. I always see people talking about it. Um, have you seen it? Remind me. Winona Ryder? Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. So Winona yeah, Ryder is... I'm pretty sure, that? yeah. Okay. Winona Ryder is, um, uh, I guess, a smart, geeky kid who is now being ingratiated in the cool clique. Is This came on 88, so it is a little bit... Uh, feels a little bit dated, a little bit low production. Uh, but um, she doesn't quite fit in, and then she meets Christian Slater who is slightly psychopathic but they fall into a relationship. She talks about how she wishes these other cool kid people were dead. Um and oh. he uh he, yeah. he kind of forces her into making them kill themselves. Or he kind of lures he makes her feel like they're gonna just scare these people or something but or something something murderous always happens by accident and they end up dying. Um, and then it's it's fun. It's quirky. It's weird. It reminds me. It gives me some Beetlejuice vibes. Um, it's got really over oh, the right. top um, moments <laughs> with a with a suicide funerals. There's some great lines in it. Um, and like there's one point in the funeral where 
the pasta is um, uh, spaghetti. <laughs> no, the pasta at the funeral. The um, <laughs> what's his name? The father is the guy from Beetlejuice. He's the the, um, the interior decorator <laughs> uh, guy. <laughs> okay. Um, the pasta is spaghetti. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, they're all wearing three D glasses at the funeral and stuff. It's fun. It's quirky. It's um, I, it's pretty insane. And Winona Ryder, like you could tell, just watching this, it's like, of course she's like a star or like she was going to be bigger and bigger. She's like she's. Of course she's a bloody star. Seeing that she's a star, uh, but um, yeah, it's good. And lastly, I saw something called the Forbidden Room, which is absolutely insane. Arty farty, but I like arty farty stuff. I wouldn't even know how to describe it. Short stories, I guess. The filming style, it's by a guy called Guy Madden. Um, and the filming style he uses a mixture of eight, I think it's eight millimeter film, um, and digital film, and it, and it completely it keeps cutting between the two. So it's a really weird film style, lots of silent movie moments in it for some reason. Um, funny, but I would not recommend that to, to your average. To your average dad. <laughs> <laughs> to your average... What's this shirt you put on? Where's, so- where's Soccer AM? Where's Sport on Sundays? To my dad, it's where's Tour de France. Where's Bullseye? Where's Tour de France? France, dad. Where's Tour de France on? <laughs> where's this Tour de France then? Apparently the Tour de France is now in France. Bloody Brexit. I said that. I think it was in England, wasn't it? Very recently. Well, yeah, they did that's something true. Like that, a yeah. joke, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> Made a joke. Okay, but other than that, I watched um, Underwater. Did you watch it while underwater? No. Did you? Is that an option? How do you feel? No. Just, no. just not even I, I wish it was. Do you wish? Right. So, what's the Ooh, most obvious what? literal? What? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Go on. <laughs> what's the most obvious literal um, film title ever? Now, there was a film with Channing Tatum in called Fighting years ago. Yeah, I remember that, I think. Remember that? So that's a pretty literal title for a film mm. called Fighting. Mm-hmm. It's got fighting in it. I mean, it's, that's one step beyond Fight Club. Yeah. But is this the second most literal movie title ever? Underwater? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it, the film is Underwater. Oh, what about uh, snakes on a plane? Yeah, but underwater. The fact that it's it's not even like because this would be like monsters underwater. Like, yeah, this feels That's too ca- really casual for what it is. It's not like an exciting name. It's not if they call yeah. it monsters underwater. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe there's a film called Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting. Yeah. What's the film called? Fighting. Well, so get, get me get me the paper, a blank check, get me on the dotted line. Let <laughs> me tell you a little bit about this film or what? Yeah, yeah, different. <coughs> so, Underwater is a 2020 American science fiction horror film directed by William Eubank, written by Brian Duffield and Adam Kozad. Um, it follows a group of scientists at the bottom of the ocean who encounter a group of creatures after an earthquake destroys their laboratory. Hang on, here we go. Literal film titles. Throw Mama yep. from the Train. <laughs> what? I've never heard of that one. Uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. We yep. Bought a Zoo. Cowboys and Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, these, are all, these are all very good. It Follows. I don't think that works. Zach and Mary make a porn. I guess so. Funny I Shrunk the Kids. See, these are still quite good. 
they're all pretty good, but at the same time, they they're nowhere near as literal as fighting. Warner, Warner Herzog eats his shoe. <laughs> Robocop two. How? Why would you put? <laughs> I mean, it is kind of literal, I guess. It's like a movie. In Robocop two. <laughs> Yeah, that's like you got to put every single film that's got two after it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this film, what were you saying in a second ago? <laughs> it's underwater. You know, bloody listen. You were looking for literal film titles while I was busting my balls trying to tell everybody Why are you about busting your balls? underwater. Stupid. My balls are busted. <laughs> uh, William so, Newbeck, yeah, Brian Defield. Yeah, this is called. This is underwater. Or as I listened to Mark Kermode. Kermode, not Kermode. That would be uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Kermode talk about this film and he called it Wet Aliens. How does that make you feel? Uh, well, no, no, it's uh, good. It makes sense. It's very literal. Wet Aliens. I don't, it's very, a bit, very hmm. abyss-like as well, right? Yeah. I don't know if Aliens is the right thing for it, really. Um I don't know. I'm not. I'm not quite with that. I mean, it makes sense. There are wet aliens in it. There, there are wet aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this film. Give me what else we got. Give me some more. Okay. Well, Rotten Tomatoes score forty-seven percent. Bit harsh. User score sixty. Letterbox two point nine. Uh, Horror Hangout Board advises. Ryan Chisholm says <laughs> he's going to see it tomorrow. <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah. review. Uh, ben Scaife. Interesting. <laughs> interesting ben Scaife will take a look. It's an interesting take on it. Uh, Kelsey Jankovic says, fun movie, Great. hit all the sci fi thriller beats. Thriller, but didn't add anything original or too original. Still an enjoyable watch. Tommy Draper said, seen it, enjoyed it. A good movie that didn't mess about. That's what I like. Like a tin of beans. That's a good solid. That's a good solid review. That's his review. That's like my review of fighting. <laughs> there was fighting in it, and that was it. Great. What ten more could you ten. ask for? Wanted some fighting. <laughs> oh, fighting, yeah. <laughs> Play. Oh, yeah, fighting. <laughs> I want to watch a film called Car Chasers next. <laughs> Guns. Uh, okay, Edward Harvey says, Oh, I want to see this. I haven't yet. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people are going to watch Controversial it. take. Yeah. Well, it only came... So it's a bit of a weird one, this was, because I think it was listed originally as coming out... It came out early Jan in the States, yeah. and then it was supposed to come out like mid-Jan in 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 the UK, and then somehow out of nowhere, with no explanation why, it got pushed back to like February. Yeah, it's filmed in 2017 as well. Um, I've got some trivia oh, about something that I think may be why it's been pushed back. Don't do the so trivia far. now. Look, you just, I'm not. Hang on. The first thing you Whoa. did was jump in with what you've been watching. Now you're jumping <laughs> in with trivia. Remember what the order of the podcast is. How long have you been doing this for? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'd love to, you to open the podcast and go, <laughs> what uh, is welcome to the Horror Hangout. And then, yeah. and then go, now on to the trivia. <laughs> Um, just watch me like bl- bl- blood coming out of my ears initial thoughts I've got here this is how I section the film after the reviews initial thoughts the first line of my initial thoughts says my expectations were very middle of the road I wasn't expecting it to be so sci-fi but it was also <laughs> also Soma this, this uh, film reminded yeah, me so much of Soma have you played Soma? Um, a little bit, but not 
as much as you, I don't think. But I thought that too, and I mm-hmm. even made that point to someone next to me who was not involved. I went, "All right, <laughs> mate, you? so but this isn't it." Yeah, and he went, "Eh." <laughs> uh, so Soma is uh, about a guy who wakes up in an underground, underwater Mariana Trench base, and he has to walk along the bottom of the Mariana Trench to these other bases. And like, I mean, you said it in the same place; it's gonna have familiar vibes. But there's also like the sci-fi sort of vibe that sort of rings true. Um, I actually think Soma is a more interesting story; it has a lot more cool parts to it. But this gave I, me enough Soma vibes to make me think I like it. Yeah, I think I need to go and play Soma properly. Oh man, so there's that, some amazing bits in it. Okay, uh, okay, I'll make a start on that immediately, <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, so it's it's um, I wasn't expecting much out of it. I'll be honest, but I was. I was surprised by how intense it was. I actually I was on the, in the cinema on my own. It was bits about halfway through. I was like, Jesus, this is getting to me. I'm getting a little bit worried. <clears throat> I felt like it was a really good. It was well paced. Um, it felt a bit short, but that was probably because it was just so fast, I mean, wasn't it? I think so fast, and I think because like it's 95 minutes, and I think we're just so used now to films being a little bit longer. Yeah, aren't we? And I mean, I kind of respect a good ninety-minute jaunt, especially this film's like starts at like the energy levels are right yeah. at ten from the get-go. Yeah, it could have easily been a lot longer, but what it would have done is it would have set up these characters and the world they live in and the relationships they have. It kind of just immediately goes, bang! Here we go. Some, here's here's something terrible happening, and now mm. everyone's trying to fight to survive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, introduces characters really quick. There's no messing about. You get to know they're all the small cast of people are all it reminded me of gravity actually a little bit at times. Um I don't know what that is, it's maybe the fun house sort of element to it. Um but Fun House, <laughs> a whole lot of fun. Yeah. But uh all the characters really stood out in their own they were really specific and unique. Uh the storytelling was really I economic. feel like I feel like there needed to be just maybe one or two different characters, somebody who provided a bit more dynamic because I think everyone's kind of got a common goal and everybody is pretty keen to to, to achieve that goal. Yeah. Whereas I think sometimes in a film like this, it's nice to have someone who can go, kind of go up against that a little bit. Someone it, who's perhaps got their own goal. And you you mean um, people. Uh, a Wayland Yutani uh, Yeah, I mean, a, I, I, mean a, I mean a wanker. I mean a Wayland Yutani Employee, I mean, the company man. So, yeah, hey, the, we the company man, exactly. Hey, someone who wants to take the creatures to the baby creature up to. Well, maybe someone, maybe somebody who was like, I don't know, out for himself. Yeah. Who was trying, or, or herself. They're trying to, you know, yeah. survive, but perhaps not taking the. I felt like it lapped that a little bit because, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't see what the threat is for a long time. So I almost felt like. It needed something else to keep it ticking along. I guess the threat was imminent death from the. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they don't die. The mining station because they're like <clears throat> the lowest point of the ocean, <laughs> and like. I mean, that would have been a bit of shit film, though, Luke. Right? Yeah, but um, <laughs> they're dead. Just but, their body floating around for, for an hour. Well, even the bodies, I don't think would last. I think it all kind of compresses super quick. Uh, but there's, it's, I wasn't expecting it to be so sci-fi, and by that I mean I wasn't expecting the diving suits and the, and the, the costumes and everything uh, to be so. I want to say like anime, like 
it yeah. felt you know Pacific Rim's got that sort of westernized taken anime costumes like the big gloves and the thick costumes and the um, it feels like something from like a, a Japanese um, uh, take on things but um, yeah I was, I was pleasantly surprised I'll say how much I got into this yep, film yep so Kristen Defo. for the staff Kristen Stewart as uh, Nora Price She's the main character. She's got a shaved head, so you know exactly what she's about. No nonsense. She she brushes her teeth with no toothpaste. She's a maniac. <laughs> with what? With no toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We get. I think we get the impression that um, we learn from the story that she's got a bit of a tragic backstory. She loves someone who isn't there anymore for some reason, uh, and we get. We also are led to believe that when people are down, this isn't really explored that much later on. But people who are down in the trenches for as long as she's been down there for, I think her and the captain guy, uh, they're meant to get like brain defects or stuff happens to the brain where they start to see things or things that make sense or they get confused easily. It's almost like like time isn't perceived quite right either, is it? Yeah. Someone mentions that. Someone mentions at some point that like when you come down here, time stops. I mean, not literally, but you know. Yeah, it makes sense because you don't get any sort of daylight or anything. Um, who else got uh, Vincent Cassell, who plays Captain Lucian, does a bang up job, I think, of playing the sort of noble leader guy. Who yep. Captain El Capitan? Yeah, um, him and Nora seem to have some sort of special relationship. Not a not a romantic one, but uh, maybe if he was younger, which is good. You know, I think that's good. It's good for us to be able to have main characters I mean I know there's a bit of an age difference but it's yeah. good for us to have main characters who perhaps aren't motivated by their love for each other it's yeah. almost like it's a respect it's uh, I've obviously been colleagues for quite a long time so they know each other very well Yeah. but yeah there was none of that as well so that was good so TJ, even though I complained about their dynamic characters I probably don't agree with that yeah go on TJ Miller uh, who has since been cancelled so he doesn't exist anymore apparently um <laughs> Yeah, this was the last time I think he did pre-cancellation. Um, whereas atoms were demodulized, he um, I don't know. I, I we don't know the full story there. I've read some stuff that counters what people said about it. So I, I, I honestly don't. Know. But anyway, he plays the sort of the comedic relief of the film. He's, uh, he's yeah, big. he's very quippy. Yeah, he's very quippy. But yeah, also, what, do you mean? Do you mean a bit chunky? A bit chunky? So you I mean? just mean like he just seems big, like tall and chunky. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I think he plays this role really well. There was times that this, I was like, do you need that uh, comic relief in this film? Like it's a bit over the top. But then you know, like when I realised it's not a serious film, like the the costumes are kind of goofy looking and stuff. I was like, I it kind of makes sense. It's I didn't mind his comedic. I didn't mind his comedic relief, but I think he would definitely do a kind of person if I was around him in this particular scenario. I'd probably laugh at a few of his jokes, but I'd be like, "Ah, oh, mate, give it a rest." Like when he kept, <laughs> like some jokes, he'd joke over the radio and stuff. Yeah. Or say that he'd seen something or something that happened. Oh, actually, guys, I'm only joking. I'd be like, "Ah, oh, come on, man, my bloody nerves are shredded here. Yeah. I think I'm gonna die. Give it a rest." And he's got like a little, a little bunny rabbit toy, which gets the most, probably more screen time than some of the main characters in this. Yeah, it is. But he, I think Didier Miller had a very difficult job. This could have been absolutely stupid, this part. But he pulls it off really quite well. Uh, Jessica Henwick, 
don't recognize this person. Emily Havisham. Um, she's the. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Inexperienced scientist lady who should not be down yep. there and does not want to be down there and she's freaking out all the time. Um, John Gallagher Jr. What do I'll be like, what are you doing down there? How'd you get down there? Yeah. Jesus. If you don't want to be down there, I'll be as far away from that place as possible. My uh, God. Liam Smith, her boyfriend in this film, um, I recognise yes. him. He looks a little bit like um, I'll tell you what Jason reckon. Sudeikis, but not as, t- as recognisable. I'll, t- I'll tell you where I recognise him from, because I recognised him through the film, and I leant over to my other half, and I said, that's, uh, that's the killer guy from Hush. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It is. It's the man in Hush. He's That's... also in Ten Clover. He's also in Ten, Ten Cloverfield Clover Lane. Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Emmett Dewitt in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, he's also the lead in the Belko Experiment. Yeah. So come on, I'm racking him up. That's come good. on, That's I am. Lo- I am looking. I do at like that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There we go. Hey, this guy's kind of familiar. He wears a bandana. That's his character trait. Uh, Mamadou Ati. <laughs> yeah, recognise this guy. R- Rodrigo. Who's that guy? He's one of the monsters. Uh, <laughs> Rodrigo was the 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 black guy. Who, what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> ends up. Okay. okay. He, All right. He yeah, was yeah. there at the he was there at the start with um, yeah. Nora, Nora Batty, whatever her name is. Um, and he ended up getting his egg crushed in. Okay. Caved yeah. in. Spoilers yeah, on this episode, by the way. Uh, and there's another guy called Gunnar Riley. Loads of spoilers yeah. for this episode. Okay, well, let's let's jump into the plot. Yeah, um, but it, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, which is now, so I'm not entirely F.A. with it all. But, like I said, we start off with Kristen Stewart brushing her teeth without toothpaste at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Not all the way at the bottom, nearly at the bottom. Um, yep. Anyway, she's brushing her teeth. <laughs> like I said, for the 17th she time. She is. Uh, and as she's brushing her teeth, there's a, a groaning noise. Uh, not from her. 
It's her belly. It's her belly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are to bix. Um it's the um the wing of the underwater base. It's all crushing in um and it all collapses and it's just to run away from the water. This is within ten seconds of the film starting. Um Yep. It's, it's all chaos. She has to close the close the door after all these people trying to get out because if she doesn't do it sooner then the whole thing's gonna go go down. She's gonna die as well. Um she only manages to save Rodrigo, my favourite character, actually, this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, and they, then they pretty, you know, like, pretty quickly find Paul, who's like buried in bed under. and he's crushed, crushed yeah. by all this rubble. By the and way, they, they, they like stand on that rubble, don't they? They're like walking all over it and then they just hear him what? and pull him in. How would, you, how, would you, how would you know there was a man under there? You wouldn't, would you? No. Imagine that happening. You're fast asleep and suddenly you wake up, oh shit, I'm, I'm buried in rubble. You'd be well guided, wouldn't you? Yeah, Buried in Rubble was my favourite character from the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buried in Rubble. He was a neighbour bloke, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think so. That's um, about right. Um, so anyway, so now we've got three of them, and they're crawling through these little bits where it's all collapsed under there. There's water spew, sp- spewing. Spewing? <laughs> it's spewing. Claustrophobic. Yeah, it's all very claustrophobic, yeah. Uh, they're going and they're caught like oh, get through the little bit. There's a jump. There's there. a jump scare. There's a jump scare here when there's just like a body, and oh, someone yeah. shines a light on it and again they go. Ah! I was expecting that woman to blink at some point. She never does. Um, no, because she's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they get they get through there and they get through this main base bit where there is uh, the captain, Liam Smith, and the scientist woman. Uh, <laughs> the captain is um, telling them they can't go up the elevator because it's it's broken. It, it's, it, he's it's, like he's apparently like been deploying loads of escape pods with people in them, and he sort of stayed behind. Yeah. Captain goes down with ship scenario, e.g. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's a few people who survived, and they're tr- like trying to contact the surface, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they send. I think they send a message, and they can't send a message. Well, they try and send a message, can't send a message. But I think they say, like, "Look, someone's going to be coming. Yeah. Someone's going to be coming for us, but it's going to probably take quite a while. So we're probably not going to survive down here." Yeah, I don't think the bases are going to survive. So they're like, we'll go down. Uh, the captain, I've got a crazy idea. We'll go down to the su- surface of the Mariana Trench, and we'll walk to the Roebuck State Drilling Station. It's a big drill somewhere. Um, so then they're all suiting up. Rodrigo. He picks up one helmet bit and he's like looking at it and he notices there's like a smudge. <laughs> there's, a, there's a crack in it. And he goes, "Nah, yeah, it'd, it'd be right." And he shoves it on. You're right. It's good. It's got a smudge. It'd be fine. It's this this film really like it's, it's breezing through. Um, then they're going down. Introduced to all of the people, all the dynamics. The woman who um, Emily Havisham is like freaking out. She's like, "I've never been this far deep underwater before." Even though she's already miles, miles, miles underneath the surface, um, yeah. And as as they're going down the elevator, um, the what happens here? So the uh, oh, what's his name? Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Yeah. Is is uh his helmet starts to crack. Yeah. And he pretty much realizes soon that oh no, I'm absolutely screwed. And then it kills him instantly, but he kind of like blows up, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> of the pressure that far deep. 
yeah. that far down, he just like explodes. Uh, and it's, by the way, whenever they're like underwater, this on these parts out of the um, out of the bases, there's a lot of going in and out of bases. And whenever they're out, it's really difficult to tell what's going on. <laughs> like uh, you see yeah, flashing it's, lights. It's very, it's very murky. It's uh, there's stuff floating around. So uh, their lights don't seem to be very good, really. So yeah. it's a good film because obviously when you're trying to see what's in the murky darkness, you yeah. do kind of see things move like very briefly. That yeah. you kind of and I mean it's got very not a very nice place to be, I guess. No, no. Um, so they they stop off at this next point. They kind of wave Rodrigo this, this is, Rodrigo this, out of the way. It's, it's, it is like <laughs> they wave him away like a bad smell, uh, <laughs> and he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. it is, this is like a game because you know every time they get to different places it's like a checkpoint scenario there's really, a constant that thing where the where the door the airlock door opens and they all like spill into the room and they catch their breath that happens about seven times I think in this film and it is like a save point <laughs> moment cutscene moment yeah um, yeah okay. so there's a bit there's a bit here where the, the crew see like a distress beacon from one of the skip poles yeah and two of them go out to investigate. So it's Smith and Paul, uh, two bloody lads who go and have a bloody look. And Paul's obviously quipping nonstop during this bit. Um, but when they get there, they find that the pod's like ripped open and that there is like a body. Is it like a body? There's something there, isn't there? Like a body and, and his, sort of face down. His flesh He's, is all wobbling around. Yeah, he examines the back and sees movie, some movement, sorry. And then some weird creature like emerges from the back attacks him but smith like pretty much immediately shoots it he's got like a bolt gun there's a bit where the two of them take bolt guns outside isn't it? yeah what's that oh paul so smith shot some paul is what you're saying yeah this is this is only what i'm saying smith shot some paul yeah and okay <laughs> would a bolt gun would a bolt gun work i don't know and do also it's it's, it's it's like a lightning quick aim in like surely oh, yeah. heavy and underwater and stuff um, and this thing and also did he not shoot thingy in the face like Paul in the face it, I mean it'd be very close it's very dangerous yeah um, but he manages to get it and they're yeah. all alright and they bring in the creature and this is the classic obviously sci-fi horror space movie I know it's not space we're underwater but it was the bloody mm. different if there's some sort of creature there's always a little one first right there's always, there's a, baby always one. a little. You don't start with you don't start with a big one. <laughs> you uh, start with there's a always one. a baby you one. Scale and, it up, and uh, obviously it doesn't. This 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 tends this feels a bit alien now, and you kind of half expect okay. it to yeah. hurt somebody or latch onto somebody. That feels very familiar, especially when the happen. lights go out. They do just kill it. They kill yeah. it, and the lights go out, and I'm like, I'm thinking yeah. that thing is going to be wriggling around, like it's going to be getting them. It doesn't, but. Um, have you seen the movie Life? With... Yeah. yeah, okay. I actually really like that as well. I mean, it, it, that yeah, was I alien. Mean, that was alien. But I still found it quite an enjoyable watch. That was that was terrifying. Yeah. I think the, whatever, what the creature was, was genuinely, genuinely it's like a, horrible. It's like a kidney. And... Like a killer <laughs> kidney thing. <laughs> like a bloody kidney stone. Like a bloody killer <laughs> kidney. Steak and kidney pie. <laughs> yeah, it was it was brutal because it just never gave up, did it? Like, oh yeah, man, to watch that film. Oh, I need to watch that film again. But when yeah. it goes into Ryan Reynolds's gob, I, mm. I felt, you know, you eat a bit of steak and you don't treat it properly. 
I bet he was feeling like that. Yeah. <laughs> An overcooked or undercooked steak. <laughs> you have to pull I it out. sit here chewing all day. Yeah, that, that film was pretty pretty gruesome. I feel like that film and this film, they're not exactly like breaking the mould, but they are doing it. They're, they're doing the mould very effectively. They're, they're, you know, they're... <laughs> what, a, what an amazing compliment. You yeah. guys, you really done you really done the mold, mate. You really did the mold. What? Yeah, I mean I mean it's uh it's I, true. I like it. Um it makes sense. So now to go a bit further down, I think they actually make it all the way to the bottom now, and then they're going through some tunnels. Oh they have their first burst of uh oh yeah, because the base now has exploded above them where they started. Yeah, yeah. So it's all tumbling on top of them. So there's like, like debris landed on stuff, and I think yeah. like there's a lot of banging around outside, and people yeah. are like, "What the hell is that?" There's definitely something out there, big. Yeah. Um, and obviously, when it starts exploding, you're like, "Well, it's just a debris falling." But the banging seems to like be following them through these tunnels. Yeah, it's not like it's not like just banging willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be something. It needs to be something um, following them. So obviously, I guess at this point, we're made to think that there's someone else out there, a little bit bigger than a little baby one. Yeah. Um, so they, they get into this next set of tunnels and uh, Liam's oxygen juice it's like a Powerade yep. looking bottle thing blue juice <laughs> yeah bubblegum flavour uh, that's like all it's turned into iron brew which is not what they want <laughs> yeah. I'd be happy about it and he, it's gone he's orange. breathing that as well <laughs> he's breathing that it's going into his lungs he's going do you know when you open up a bottle of fizzy drink and you accidentally <gasps> inhale like the fumes at the top that's what he's breathing in <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 I don't like it. Every, every time he breathes, he gets more and more Scottish as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, and also, what's his flavour? Uh, DJ Miller. He can. He, he's seen some things, or he's hearing some things. He's freaking out now. Um, yep. And there's a bit where they have to go under the. The tunnel's kind of blocked, so you have to go under there's it. There's a and... really weird bit here. There's a really weird bit here, right? So there's a bit where Kristen Stewart... So we haven't really spoke about her much. Can we just she call her Stewart, like please? Solid... <laughs> Stewart! Hey, Stewart! Hey there, Stewart! <laughs> um, she's very much like... She's a good leading lady. Mm-hmm. I like her. I think she's good. A lot of people don't like her. A lot of people say she's a bit one-dimensional, a bit wooden. I think she's good. Yeah. But in this, she does kind of just, she's just kind of there, solidly going about her business, not getting too Do you think they went for the shaved head Ripley look? I think that's what they were... Possibly, but, you know, Ripley had a lot more to her. Ripley was very stern, you know. uh, Ripley Ripley took leadership. uh, Leadership, she took no shit. She kind of, she, she knew her shit. Yeah. Whereas I believed, I believe all of these things with Nora as well. Yeah. But she kind of just drifts into the background a bit when most of these scenes. There's a really weird bit here where they say, "Right, let's go under this bit," and she goes, "Out of the way, I'm the smallest I can fit in." But I'm like, all those suits are the same size. Surely <laughs> they're all in these massive like. Yeah, that's true. They're not like different. There's sizes. no way you can go. Well, maybe that maybe there's like <laughs> small, medium, and large. Yeah, but, uh, the helmets all look the same size. But it doesn't make yeah. sense because she said, "I'll go through, I'll go through first because I'm the smallest." But then everyone else fits through pretty easily. Yeah, it still feels a bit claustrophobic again. Uh, as they're going under, we we know something's gone into the water behind them. This is the first time I think we get a glimpse of a a bigger beastie, uh, yeah. a big beastie boy. Um, and Tidian Miller goes through and he's like hooked up to a cable or something. 
um, and it it's tense, very tense. The thing grabs hold of the mm-hmm. cable or something and yanks him back, pulls him under the water. And it's the the freaky or the most uh, the scariest thing about this is because he's going underwater, like without his mask mm-hmm. on, and he's doing that. You know, I hate going underwater that way with your face going that like <laughs> yeah. sinking into the water. Oh, it's gross. Ugh. Yeah, it goes, it goes in your ears and everything. Um, but then something grabs him, like yanks him through Ooh, the yeah, hole, pretty... and he like this uh, is pretty gruesome. But I couldn't, I couldn't really work out what was happening. So he gets like dragged underwater. He basically gets ripped out of his suit. Yeah, he? which is weird because none of the other creatures can do that. At that point, I thought like, well, wow, these creatures are like devastating. As soon as one gets you. You're done for. Yeah, yeah. None of the others are that good. What did it? What did it do? Did it reach into his leg and pull him out that way? Opened up his shoe, tickled his foot. <laughs> it almost doesn't make like sense. He wasn't screaming. Like, logistically, <laughs> he was laughing. Right. Surely they just surely they just take him in the suit rather than having to yank him out of it. Who knows? That's a bit mental. Mm, I guess those suits because they're in the Mariana Trench, they've got to be able to like withstand imme- like incredibly immense amounts of pressure so I think those suits are actually pretty strong uh, apart from when they've got the, yeah. little, like a chink in them then they're, then they're weak yeah yeah they're yeah like Papa Mache. Okay. Yeah. they're not going to do anything <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah I think he just sort of yanks him yanks him through the suit yanks him through and he's dead unlucky mate yeah it was, a bit, hard. It was a bit hard After, when I saw that I was like Jesus okay bloody hell Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Oh, I don't, I don't get ripped out of my suit on the way home. <laughs> or maybe not, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, so then, oh, they, they go on, don't they? they? They crack on. And there's another, uh, they spill through the thing into the new base, next level. Um, yeah, and then, but then they, they pretty much go out there pretty quick sharp again, don't they? They, they basically drag. Liam, because he's got no oxygen drag- here. Yeah, so there's four of them left now. Yeah. They, so this is where they they're pushing a lot. They're along the ocean floor, um, and there's a bit where they kind of see something moving around, something floating about. They can't really see what it's it is. It's like a humanish face as well. Like it's yeah, not as fishy. It's a bit human faceish. Yeah, uh, it's not very fishy. And it, at one point, it drags Smith like off out into like a little cave, like it's yeah. gonna make it make it make him his wife or something. Um, and then Lucian, Lucian, the captain, goes after him, um, but then. I don't know. Something like it like, pretty much kicks off, and that Lucian gets dragged by the creature. Nora he gets goes dragged up, pulled, after pulled up somewhere. Or they're Nora on a cable. They're like cable together them. or something. Like cable tied together. Yeah, and this. Yeah, that's it. Cable, to, cable tied together. <laughs> um, but then we we get like a, a semi good look at the creature now, where it's kind of like stalking them, and we see. I, like yeah. I'm trying to remember what it looked like in my head. All I can think of is Shape of Water. No, in my head, you know, <laughs> in Lego. <laughs> you, know, you used to get like the little yep. ghost top bit that went on the top of the normal Lego man. It's like a yep. ghosty white thing you put over the top and it glowed in the dark. It looked like that to me because they were like they were kind of like they had a humanish face, but then they were just like kind of rags, like fleshy rags coming off at the bottom of that. And I think they had some arms. Did they have arms? Yeah, it reminded. It was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit Cloverfield like as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that happened when when we eventually do see a bigger one. I think then it's a bit more Cloverfield. Yeah. Would you say Lovecraft? Would you say Lovecraftian as well? One hundred percent. That's why I said I think this would pair quite yeah. well with Thingy. Um, 
Kurat space. I would uh, in Lovecraft there's the deep ones, and it, part of me is thinking: Are these supposed to be the deep ones? They're not what I think the deep ones are, which are more sort of humanoid. But because they had like humanoid faces, I was like, maybe that's just what's supposed to be. Um, is they're, they're interesting? They're a, a, quite an interesting creature design, I think. Yeah, definitely. Quite quite unique. Even though, again, it's difficult to get like a really really good look at what they are and what they look like because obviously they're in very deep deep water. Yeah, it's very murky around. Yeah, he grabs Lucian, takes him off, but she is starting to take him up too far too fast and the pressure's starting to get to the suit or something like that um, and she's Nora's been dragged as well and Lucian does the old captain sacrifice and he cuts the yeah. cord or something the umbilical cord one could uh, say thematically no daddy yep. I mean Lucian we've all been there <laughs> <laughs> Lucian yeah lets him go he gets obviously I guess eaten to death I don't know what happens to right. Yeah, we can only assume. Um, yeah, uh, and then she ends up. Doesn't she like wake up and her and her oxygen's really low or shit or yeah. suit's really budged? So there's a bit now. So she gets to the abandoned mining station bit. Yeah. Um, and she changes her suit. So she like changes it, and it's kind of like a bit yellow. It looks a bit more like a leveled up suit. And there's a bit where it looks like she's maybe customizing it or adding some stuff to it. Almost like it should have been a a montage of her doing something, it felt but then it kind of just yeah. cuts and but then it kind of just cuts and she's back out there, like in a suit which looks pretty much the same. Yeah, if we, if we find out a bit more. I think that that old abandoned place, Lucian used to work there or something. I think he's been down that, been down there for like an he, he didn't want to go back. Yeah. He's like, and he didn't uh, want to go back. He's like awkward. I don't want to go back. To, I know loads of people there. It'd be a bit awkward. Yeah. I told him I moved on to a better job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she goes out and then she luckily walks straight into Emily, who she's left yeah. behind. Who she's still with. It's probably like bump, bumping into. Fancy seeing you here. Like bumping into someone. Yeah. Yeah. But bumping into someone at the supermarket. Oh, oh fucking awkward. She walks around him. Not her again. He walks around her. Oh. But it's proper like she's trying to get You're her right? attention. Nora? Oh, can't, no. <laughs> she can't see her, her radio's not working yeah. she can't see because she's walking directly ahead so she like rugby tackles her doesn't she yeah yeah, yeah. Hey! she's freaking out yeah Oof. Um, imagine that imagine you're walking along and then you suddenly just felt that on the ocean floor Oof, oh shit yeah uh, but she thinks she's being attacked I think uh, but she managed to calm her down and then they end up walking Liam who's like high as a kite he's like high on iron brew fumes by this point um, he's high on life high on life uh, they take, they drag him. They manage to get all the way to the Roebuck drilling station, but when they get there, they realise that the entrance is completely covered in sleeping bad guys, and it's like uh, they're kind of like sleeping bad. They look like you know in a coral reef when you get like fauna and yeah. stuff like stuck to something. It's like a bit icky. Um, but they, they kind of have to walk through them. Super quiet. I think one of them's alarm clock goes off yeah. or something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> one of them, that always happens. Like any film moment where you've got to be quiet. Like I, I turn around and go, has anyone got a fucking alarm set to go off in the next three minutes? Nora was like, <gasps> about to sneeze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
she's trying to do it through the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not fine. <laughs> like it's a proper casting. Yeah, movie. yeah. I chew, I'm sneezing, mama. Um, I think it's one of their alarms going off that their oxygen's low. Yeah. Which is really loud, like ridiculously loud. It's like, it could just go, your oxygen's low, but it goes, I guess like it. panicking soup. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make you calm. As soon as it does that, you're like, it's like shit. Like you're going to go through your oxygen so quick. Yeah, yeah, Your oxygen's show. Now it's gone. You shouldn't have screamed like that. <laughs> you shouldn't have screamed. I, I noticed. Uh, anyway, so um, they're going through. She's uh, Nora's like, you guys go on ahead. Your alarm. I think it's my alarm going off. You guys go on ahead. I'm just gonna take my time or something. But then one of them, one of them wakes up and eats her, like a whole, like swallows a whole, like she's yeah. a tablet. Um, and then <laughs> it doesn't sit right. It's quite a, quite a gruesome scene because like the mouth. You see from inside a mask, and the mouth is going all the way around. Um, she gets all the way in there, and she just comes out the other end. Yeah, what? How did she get out? What? She doesn't have like a knife. Oh, she has a knife or something. She has a. She gives it a swift. She gives it a swift punch in the in the ribs. But it's a really slow motion punch because of the water. She must have some sort of blade because they're not. I mean, unless they are literally made of rags and. I don't, I don't understand the power level of these guys. One of them was able to rip a guy out of his suit. These one, one like couldn't bite through the mask, but it was like his ass was made of like wet flannel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just a shit one. Maybe the rest of them were yeah. all right, but this one was the one. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally made of rags. <laughs> I don't understand that she got out. <laughs> she just slips that right out of the other side. She's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what's happened. But it was like watching Ace they, Ventura get born by the rhino. Like, he just she's yeah. just forced her way out. <laughs> oh no! Wait, she shoots it from the inside with a flare gun. Flare gun. Okay, yeah, yeah. There that we go. Yeah. I'd like to see you take a flare gun out your ass and live to tell the tale. <laughs> Oh, she, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see that at all. Yeah. Uh, she makes it out through the tail anyway. And then she... And all of them are starting to wake up now. But as she's like looking at them, for some reason they're all just kind of lifted away in one sweeping, sweeping motion. Uh, and then there's... Yeah. I think she has the flare gun bullet left and she's like, I need to see what's yeah. in the dark there. So she shoots a flare uh, and then she immediately regrets it <laughs> because there's like Cthulhu... Yeah. It's just waiting there. Yeah. Yeah. So all of these creatures are sort of like on the underside of what? Like an arm, a tentacle, or a something. weird... Yeah. We don't see... They're on the underside of yeah, something. Yeah. And obviously as it comes away, you realise that, yeah, it's there. there. Maybe it's the undercarriage. There's some uh, Pacific Rim level uh, kaiju Cthulhu sort of beast. I mean, it's definitely... They've definitely gone, oh, Cthulhu's... You know, it's a scary looking thing. Let's go for something a bit Cthulhu-y, Cthulish. Um, Foolish. Yeah. You Cthulish fool. Anyway, she gets inside. Yeah. Um, she gets inside, but then the the big creature's like creating some sort of explosion in it. It's like smashing into things. And I don't know what it's doing. But it's basically, it, it it's looks basically just being clumsy. Doesn't it look at her or something? It, like, it seems to recognize that it seems to be intelligent anyway. 
this big thing. Yeah. Um, uh, they go inside the base. There's only two escape pods left. Nora smacks what's her name in the face, <laughs> uh, and then immediately apologizes. I quite like that moment. Um, yeah. Because she wants to like she wants uh, someone to have a chance at being a relationship and happy and stuff because. We found out earlier in that she had a, a husband or a fiance, and he went missing down in the Mariana Trench. That's right. Yep. Um, and they never, yeah. they never found him. Never found a body. Never found a shred of evidence. What no. happened? A shoe left behind. A sock. A toe ring. <laughs> no toe ring. <laughs> um, so <laughs> th- those two, Liam and Emily, shoot up. Into towards the surface, we see them on little radar yep. screens. Um, the Cthulhu thing is still going crazy. Oh, and then it's it's like Cthulhu's like up there. It's all his yeah. mates. Up oh, there, you stupid <laughs> bastards! It's not his mates. It's like his his little it's offspring. Kids. I don't know. They're all going to grow to that mates. size then. That's insane. Maybe yeah. they're like those I things, um, alligators and some some other creatures. They will just grow okay. to the size of what's symbiotic available. relation. Oh, like that. Okay. Well, yeah. that's fucking mental. Yeah. Um, maybe it's like a symbiotic relationship. You know, they're the little birds on the on the uh, hippopotamus's head. That's Hipp- a thing, right? Hippopotam. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, as so the... we see like a visual representation on the radar, don't we? Of all those yeah. creatures going towards the. Uh, the escape pods, and obviously, then Nora Price realizes she got to do what she got to do, which is uh, sacrifice herself to save the other two. And then yeah. she raises the energy levels of this core engine, so it explodes and destroys the whole area. But so easily, there have got to be some some safety measures in in place. She kind of just goes, space bar, turn it up to hundred. Yeah, it's gonna explode. I accidentally bought an app the other day, five quid. I did not mean to do it, but my thumb was on the the thumb fingerprint sensor. Like it shouldn't be that easy to spend money. It should definitely not be that easy. What app to blow what up? What app was it? I actually don't know <laughs> because I don't think it was just one app. I think it was like a subscription. I think Apple, the App Store, are trying to do like a Netflix thing where you pay five pound a month and you get various games. I think all the apps. I immediately cancelled it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's too easy to. She just yeah, accidentally sat on the mental. keyboard and it blew up. Um, like I was, I found the, the ending a bit cheesy. Uh, it was a bit cheesy pie. There was the the sort of badass music. I was like, oh, come on, come on. Yeah, man. Badass music, bit explosion. Uh, she dies. She just uh, should have like said actually, something quippy to the Lovecraft being. You fucker. There was a lot of bits where, where like people were there were a lot of slow mo bits where water was kinda of going upwards. There was, yeah, yeah. I didn't like people it. People were falling backwards. Yeah, it's it a bit Yeah, it wasn't my what was my gem. Bit silly. It was a bit yeah. Okay. Uh, so- but that happens and then we get some quite hilarious end credits where it's like newspaper clippings and online articles about like these people being found and the fact that they've been sworn to secrecy and that and that you know they're trying to get to the bottom of this, and then you see the the little toy rabbit with like a measuring tape next to it, mm. um, and then I think it says at the end the company goes on to say they intend to expand their drilling efforts. I feel like the creature's dead now, right? That's it, isn't it? Well, I think the problem is they they found a hole, they made a hole okay. that opened That's up. Like... Hmm? 
Lovecraft. That's like kaiju, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they kind of is very kaiju. Yes, super godzillary. Yeah. Um, okay, man, I've got some trivia for you. Oh, very nice. Number one, we we, we mentioned briefly about this. We skirted around this. Uh, what is this? The last movie to bear the banner of. The Bear the Banner of? Yeah, this is the last movie that, that uh, had a specific thing. The last movie that's ever going to take place underwater. Yeah. Uh, Everything else is strictly above the surface from now on. From now on, yeah. We tried that underwater thing. It didn't work. Uh, it's the last film released under the 20th Century Fox name before the name was changed to 20th uh, Century Studios by Disney after their acquisition of Fox and its assets. Of course. Uh, so I think one reason why this film took ages to come out was probably something to do with that. Like there's some handover stuff going on. Um, yeah. Okay. Number can two. we release? Can we release under water? We tell you, you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I've got a, a bit of a game. Name that aquatic horror movie. Uh, I'm going to say a synopsis yep. to an aquatic horror movie, and okay. you need to tell us what that aquatic oh, horror exciting. movie is. Okay. Number so number one of these questions: <laughs> The residents of a seaside Maryland community become the unfortunate hosts of mutant waterborne parasites that take control of their minds and bodies. Name that aquatic horror movie. Mutant parasites. Is it? Oh, what's it called? It's called the Reef, or something like that. No, the Reef, not the Reef. The... What did you say? No. What did you say? The bay. Yeah, it's the bay. Oh, the bay. <laughs> oh. Uh, number three. Yeah, I remember that one. A deep sea submarine is attacked by a megalodon, 75-foot living fossil and the largest shark to ever exist. The rescue crew from this unexpected prehistoric predator, a Chinese oceanographer and his daughter enlist the help of a veteran deep sea rescue diver. Yep, it's, it's the meg. That's Jason right. Statham. It's... Hey, it's Jason Statham. That's right, it's Jaws. What, Jason Statham? On an island research <laughs> facility, Dr. Susan... This is the next one. On an island research facility, Dr. Susan McAllister is harvesting the brain tissue of a DNA... Deep Blue altered... Sea. That's right. Deep Sea Blue. Number five. Deep and the Sea last Blue. One. With LL Cool J. <laughs> Ladies love Cool James. Uh, formerly married petroleum engineers who still have some issues to work out. Oh, hang on. So what? Oh, yeah, okay. Two formerly married petroleum engineers who still have some issues to work out are drafted to assist a gung-ho Navy SEAL with a top-secret recovery operation. A nuclear sub has been ambushed and sunk under mysterious circumstances in some of the deepest waters on Earth. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Deepest waters on Earth. Is it... Oh. I it's on the tip of my tongue, but I, don't, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. First of all, I was going to say, ah, oh, Black Sea? No, uh, it's not that. Like That's that. a completely different, that film. Completely yeah. different story. Go on, what's it? It is The Abyss. Ah, oh, God. It's been a long time since I've watched The Abyss, and I think you threw me off with the recently... Is, is it recently divorced or formerly married? <laughs> Same formerly thing. Same difference. Yeah. yeah, you threw me off. You threw me also, off of that. 
formerly married petroleum engineers. So, bit, bit specific. <laughs> Hello, we're the formerly married petroleum ex- engineers. Oh, right, nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, okay, man. Yeah, well done. Five out of five. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> need to rate the film. Spectacular. Uh, yeah, so, do you want me to go first? Yeah. I thought it was pretty standard, you know. I didn't think it did anything that really, really blew me away. I like the aesthetics. I like deep sea stuff. It made me think I want to play, just like you said, it made me, made me think I want to play Soma, like, mm. properly. That's what it made me think about. Um, jump scares, a few, a couple of choices. Gets a bit samey. And for a short film that's pretty action-packed, mm-hmm. one to the next, one to the next, one to the next, it is a bit samey. Yeah, uh, I thought the, the the creatures were good, but I wouldn't want to give it any more than a C plus. Fairly middle of the road for me, but I definitely did enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I would give it a C plus as well. I was going to put a C plus, but I, I'm starting to think maybe it'll be a little bit higher because I would watch this again quite happily. Like if it's if yeah. it's on a TV or something, I shove this on. Um, and I also kind of really want to watch Life again at some point and I feel like this is a similar tier but Life was I don't know I need to watch Life again as well um, yeah it's good yep. it, was, um, it was surprisingly surprisingly decent I'll say yep I agree uh, got a lot of stuff going for it and I do like Christian Stewart's little cropped haircut yeah it's basically, yeah. A, haircut. It's basically a haircut I want but I, I can't even grow that measly amount of hair just sort of spray paint your head in. Like we, you dip your head in milk, <laughs> pepper on some oats, some talcum yeah. powder, or some oats or something. Pepper. pepper. Very nice. Ready break. Very nice. That's what it is. It's ready break head. Um, anyway, she looks a bit like um, you know Norman Osborn from the comics or the animated TV show. <laughs> He's got that kind of hair. Norman <laughs> Osborn. Well, it's like his hair's got like stripes on it. Oh yeah. It? Has, why has he got straps? And, and in the, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just, he just how he likes it, mate. Okay, uh, so um, thanks for listening. Thanks to Kovacs Camera Fee Music. Thanks to Acast, the oh, host of the what, show. What, what are we going to do next week? I'm just interrupting your outro. Sorry, we're doing a double bill. Uh, sorry, double boy. Yeah, <laughs> double boy. Yeah, little boy Brahms. We're going to watch Bra... So we're going to do... Boy, the boy. <laughs> the boy and two two Brahms, two Boivius. <laughs> what? The second boy film. Oh, okay, yeah. Two Brahms, two Boivius. Basically the second Brahms film. So let's see what happens. About, about a little dolly, isn't it? Yeah. Bad Boys 2. <laughs> Bad, <laughs> Bad Boys 2 we're going to accidentally watch. What did you watch? I watched Bad Boys too, sorry. Isn't a Brahm? A Brahm is, um, you know, the Inception trailer? That Brahm. That's what that <laughs> yeah, noise is. It is. It's called a Brahm. Or a Brahm or something. Brahm. Brahms. Okay. Anything else we need to say before we go? Um, no. Just, just um, thanks for listening. Thanks for everything you do your outro I'm interested sorry I'll do my outro like I'm doing some ed- ending credits music and then you say goodbye thanks to Kovacs camera for our okay. theme music 
Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. You sp- hear you talk over yeah, me. Everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> okay. If you enjoyed the show, okay, please consider thanks for giving us a five-star rating and review. Uh, if you iTunes, have enjoyed the show, five-star rating, rating and subscribe. Uh, saying the same thing there. Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a rare dude. Remember to stay frosty. Al Pacino's. Thank you very much, Luke. Al- catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.